Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute to our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Across the internet family, our handle is trustthejourney.today. It's our website. It's our Instagram. Please follow us on all the channels. If you want a cost-free way to support the show, to support us, you can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Spotify or Instagram. You can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you think we deserve five stars. If not, don't worry. <laughs> but we welcome all of those shares, all of those follows. It really does help us reach more people. So, so thank you for that. Yeah, and if you'd like to be part of the Trust the Journey family, which is a private Facebook group that we curate together as a family, which we hold emotionally safe space for everybody there to be able to share vulnerably into and feel like we truly have a family we can trust and love and support us, you can donate on Patreon. Any donation on Patreon will get you into the Trust the Journey family, and you can find Patreon by just going to our website at trustthejourney.today and hit the Donate Now button on Patreon. Yeah, we're also hosting integration coaching circles. So that website is trustthejourney.today slash integration. You can join the family and be a part of those things if you're donating at the $25 level, or you can join one off and see if it's something that you want to be a part of. So yeah, check out that that website. Join us anytime. You are welcome. And it's okay to dip your toe in and, and see how it feels for you. So in addition to that, we're looking for trusted partners to align our brand with. If you own a company or know of a brand that you think would be a fit for us, please reach out. Again, trustthejourney.today on Instagram. DM us there. That is usually the best way to reach us. Yeah, and in today's episode, we are talking about the recent Psychedelic Sciences Conference. Psychedelic Science 2023 just happened in Denver couple weeks ago and both Melanie and I attended along with 12,000 other people from around the world. And let me just say, I was impressed with the attendees that were there, the quality of the people, the energy of the event. Wow. Yeah. Wow is right. It was, I keep saying this, this is one of my main sharing points about the conference when people have asked me about it and I'm getting a lot of inquiries, which is very cool in the sense that there's a lot of interest about this type of healing, these types of medicines, this type of growth. And so anyway, the, the biggest thing I keep sharing about the conference is it was powerful to be around thousands of people who have healing experiences of their own, which is what motivated them to be there. Right. It's one thing for me to be like, whoa, I've shared on episodes all the time. Of course, I've had profound deep healing experiences. And that's a, a huge deal, of course, to have our own experiences and then to have that magnified and amplified because so many other people have had these types of powerful experiences as well. It's just profound. It's like, whoa, type energy. Yeah, it, it was absolutely palatable in the air that the community that we were within, which 
pre-exists. And this is already a community. It was just a coming together of this community and that there was a, a, a texture of we're doing this together. There's a mission here. We all know why we're doing this. And it was very, very palatable. It was, you could sense it with anybody that you interacted with. That everybody there was there out of curiosity, out of passion, out of, of wanting to listen, wanting to hear all the different sides and all the different stories and, and share where they're coming from and why they're there. It's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely went to listen and learn and connect for sure. I went for sure to expand my own knowledge, to expand our network, to see where I could be in higher service, to see where, you know, just what organic, honest opportunities might arise from our coming together in this type of way. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I learned a lot. I mean, one of the most powerful experiences I had when I was there was going to the veterans and first responders dinner and hearing the absolutely profound and beautiful healing stories from those people. Like I'm talking people who had a gun in their mouth ready to kill themselves. And somehow the universe said not today. And they ended up on this path and it has absolutely changed their lives so much so that they have now founded foundations and this and that, like similar to Jay and me doing the podcast, right? I've said this a million times. I am not a facilitator. I'm not a researcher. I'm not a shaman or what all of those things. I'm not, I'm not any of those things, right? I'm not a scientist, but I am a person and a public voice. And I have a platform where I can share stories so that people who also grew up in the age of Nancy Reagan, just say no to drugs, can start to reframe their perceptions of these medicines into the healing space and almost, well, not almost, but just if it's for them, open their mind to the possibility of this, this version of healing for themselves. That is why I care to be in service is that it's healed it and helped me so much that I want to do what I can within my skill set to be in service. That is telling stories, being a writer, being a public voice in this space and others. And so, yeah, it was exciting to be able to just simply own that, that that's my role, that I don't need to be a scientist. I don't need to be a researcher. I don't need to be a facilitator or, you know, that type of, of, of healing provider. You know what I mean? And, and I can still be in service. Yeah, 100%. What was really impressive for me making my way through the conference, I, I treated it a lot like a ceremony myself where whenever I'm approaching something where I know that I, I have something to receive there, I try to just release my ideas of what the outcome might be, release myself from the attachment to the outcome and just open myself to whatever... Mm -hmm may come to me. And this is yes. something that I've put a lot of practice into over my life to say, hey, it's not for me to predetermine how I, what I'm going to get out of this. That's the ego talking, right? Like I'm here to get this, yep. right? This is very self-centric and just opening up and saying, hey, I'm here to just be present, to just be myself, to just be who I am and let my life story and my life experience be told without any fear and freely shared. 
And that in itself was incredibly liberating and incredibly powerful. If you don't know me already, I've got 35 years of experience in the psychedelic closet, right? Where that has had to be kept for the most part in quiet places because a lot of the world has a lot of judgment about that. And mm -hmm. one of the beautiful things about Colorado and D Denver and Colorado specifically was Colorado has recently decriminalized all medicinal psychedelics. So psilocybin, DMT, iboga, all these types of things have been re removed from the criminal area and are being looked at as medicines. And, and being able to refer to them that way and truly recognize that that's their value and that's how they're going to serve us in our going forward as a species, as a people, as a community, was incredibly liberating. And you could see it from talking to Navy SEALs, talking to senators, talking to pro NFL players and NBA players, talking to first responders, firemen and policemen and women mm -hmm. and everybody that you could think of, doctors, lawyers, scientists, the gamut was there. This was not a bunch of druggies hanging around Correct. talking about getting high. This is the smart people. Yep. These are the power learners. These are the people that get shit done. I'm talking senators and governors and big name podcast hosts and big name scientists that you all know, like um, Paul Stamets and Dr. Andrew Weil and people just getting up there and packing, packing theaters full of audiences to hear them speak. And Roland Griffiths, my uh -huh. gosh, what a powerful character, you know, just impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, I echo every bit of that share. It is so... There's a lot that you just shared there, and I want to double tap on the surrender piece because I do think there's something very important about that. It's the the double approach of what are the intentions that we're bringing, and I'm going to surrender to how that comes to pass and if it comes to pass, right? That detachment from outcome is such a powerful skill, and it's such it's so essential when we're talking about connecting in community and being in service we might have ideas about what that should quote unquote should look like and have judgments and expectations around that or have attachments to the outcome oh my god i want to get this person on the podcast and that person want i want to get a selfie with that person oh my god and just like all these sort of lower level thoughts around what we need to get from something yeah i it's funny, the first day I was a little bit overwhelmed in a good way, uh, just like, oh my God, there's, there's just so much opportunity. And I, I mean that in a positive sense of meeting people, connecting, and also just people doing amazing things that I want to learn about and maybe help them share about and this and that and the other and then the next day I was like, I, oh, and I spent, so here's part of it is uh, we, I went there, I was going of my own volition. This was a, when I heard the Psychedelic Science 2023 conference was going to happen. I was immediately, I knew I was going to go because I, I want to be a part of this movement and in service to the movement, all this stuff and grow and learn and heal all the things. I basically immediately told Shannon my best friend who owns the Healing and Retreat Center, the Great Spirit Farm in Brooksville, and does this work, does this type of healing work. 
uh, and I said, hey, I'm going to this. If you want to go to this, that'd be cool. No pressure, no worries, whatever. And very long story short, couple day, couple days later, she was like, okay, she's she decided she was going to go for sure. And her decision to go kind of snowballed into her and her husband, Travis, getting a booth for their retreat center and selling their ayahuasca microdose and their books and stuff like that. And there's lots of stuff. But the first day I spent a quite a bit of time in the booth and that didn't feel great to me, not because I don't love everything that Shannon and Travis are doing. I'm on the board of their nonprofit. I want to absolutely I completely support them in every way known to man. It's more that it felt transactional at first to me, even though that's not it. Like Shannon and Travis crushed it. They informed so many people. They shared so much great information about what they were doing. So it's it's not that it was. It's just that it wasn't the right place for me, right? The right place for me was being surrendered and out into the flow of the community, connecting organically and naturally telling my story or not telling my story, hearing someone's story or sharing mine and really surrendering to that. Not like I have to give every person that comes up to the booth my business card and tell them about this and tell them about that, right? Like, so it just was the wrong energetic for me on the first day. So I made that decision very intentionally to go into my flow state for the remainder of the time. And that was absolutely the right decision for me and how I could be in highest service to Great Spirit Farm and Shannon and Travis as well. Yeah, uh, you you absolutely absolutely thrive in that space. As soon as I, I I'm so it's just such an honor to watch you when you're in your flow because I see it. You're like, oh, I'm going to sit next to somebody that I don't know so that I can spark up conversation. Yes. And you do it every, every single time. Like, let's move seats. Let's go over there. Let's do this. <laughs> and I'm I'm a bit opposite, right? Like I tend to introvert. So I'm like, okay, I'll just follow you around and let you do that. Because as soon as there's a little bit of an opening, I'm good. I'll, I'll jump in and I'll get sharing and connecting and, and very comfortable. But breaking that little surface barrier, that surface tension, I totally am like, well, go for it, Mal. You got this. It's yeah, so easy for me. Slot. Hi. Yeah. And it, it really, it really is easy <laughs> for me because I let, I love people because I love, I love them. And if it, if it, if an energy is like the person is closed and they don't want to talk, that's also totally fine. I don't take any of that rejection. I don't take it as rejection. I don't take it as a, a personal affront. I just like, okay, the universe doesn't want us to connect. Yeah. I want to mention something here because I am typically somebody who I mean, it's interesting. People will look at me from outside and think, well, you're a very outspoken person, very extroverted person, but it's very calculated. It's very thought out and very, you know, uh, well composed. And when it's in the moment, depending on the environment, uh, I'm going to have different levels of comfort, right? And at this event, I want to touch on this point is I felt very comfortable to just start talking to basically anybody any stranger who was next to me or walking down the hall or happened to sit down at a, have a coffee table with somebody or whatever, I felt welcomed and the conversational space was almost always there, you know, when, when people were in the in-betweens or, or participating in something that you're both sharing. And it, it was so, it felt like a safe space. It yeah. felt ceremonial in that sense that 
that everybody had this intention of like, yeah, we're welcoming each other here. We know why we're here. Let's, let's connect. Absolutely. I had one experience and it's, you'd think you'd have more. And it's not that I, I feel like every single person that I connected with is divinely guided. So I caveat the next share with that, but there was this one experience where I really felt like I didn't make the decision that the universe divinely directed me to go and say hello to this person. And it was immediate. It wasn't like I thought about it. It was just like I was walking in a direction and then I turned and start stopped and started talking to this one random person. His name is Bass and he owns a retreat center, healing and retreat center in Portugal. And it was very random. It was very random. And we just started talking and kind of making some, having some laughs around just how that happens. And we ended up having a lovely lunch with this other woman. They invited me to go to lunch and I had really no plans at that point. It was one of those those experiences where you can only have that kind of connection when you are surrendered, when you are trusting that your body, your energy, your intuition will lead you where you should go, quote unquote. Um, so, yeah, it's not even like anything major came from that lunch or came from that connection other than a feeling of this person is good. You know, this person is good. Like later on, I think I bumped into him when I was chatting with someone else and it was like, cool. And we like shared a lovely hug. And it was one of those hugs where you're like, that's a good hug, where you actually could like stop, kind of not be, not be on for a second. You just like rest for even just like a five seconder. And it's like, that alone is a really healing thing that doesn't usually happen in spaces that are not full of people like this. You know what I mean? It does sometimes in our types of communities, but it's a much more it's much more of a regularity in the psychedelic healing community where you really rest into a hug and let it heal you for even five seconds. Yeah. I want to I want to step back a couple steps just to inform the audience a little bit for those who aren't really familiar with where this is all coming from. MAPS, MAPS is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Science and that was founded by Rick Doblin over 35 years ago and Rick has been the guy. He is the absolute hero for this movement and he has been pushing for this same initiative for over 35 years and building a massive organization and bringing people together and doing this science and doing all the work to really get it into the correct channels for people to say, oh, okay, we have, we're not just throwing this out there and going, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's try it. No, it's been all, it's all testing by the FDA. And in the next year, if you're not already informed, um, MDMA has already been through phase three clinical trials and psilocybin is right behind it and ketamine's already out in the public sphere as a, as a treatment for depression. So what we're seeing is this massive movement of specifically MDMA, psilocybin and ketamine 
for the treatment of depression, PTSD. And this is all a, largely the work of Rick Doblin's pure heart, pure initiative to bring this to society as a people. And he's been backed by tons of people. And if you want to support MAPS, highly encourage it. Go to their website. There's all kinds of links there to make a donation and support them. I would love to see more people supporting MAPS and specifically Rick. What a hero. And he's just the character. I just love his character because if you look at him and you're like, who's this dude? You're like, you think he's, you think he's a warrior for a cause? He's like a little short Jewish guy. You know? <laughs> you're like, you'd, you'd never imagine him as like this, like just out there going for it. And, and he's just got the gumption and, and that kind of pure energy. So he's somebody that easy to get behind. And so a round of applause to Rick Doblin. For yeah. And that website years. is and making that event. Yeah. And it's maps.org to go and check it out. It's an, it's yeah. a great resource to learn more about this stuff, but, but yeah, for sure. I've donated to maps in the past for sure, because I'm grateful for the work yeah, they're doing. Too. I'm so grateful for the work they're doing. It's somebody has to do it. Somebody had, and this is another thing that encouraged me about the conference was seeing politicians from both sides of the aisle. Like this is not, this is not a partisan thing. This is a humanity thing. It was so cool to see Bill Bill Kelly. Gosh, what is that, is that his name? Bill Kelly? Anyway, whatever. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but I didn't see Bill Kelly. He, whatever. I will I'll figure it out. But one of the one of the sort of Republican senators was uh, it was just he gave such an amazing speech. And then of course you have the more liberal You're talking about the, Steve Fernberg. No. No, no, I'm talking about someone no. else. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, okay. But regardless, it was very cool to see both Republicans and Democrats, the really like the conservative and the liberal side of of typical American politics coming really together and acknowledging that we are stepping away from that partisan politic thing. Because this saves lives. This saves lives from even the mental, from the mental and emotional health side of this conversation alone. This saves lives, period. Like that's what I mentioned about the veterans and first responders dinners. It's clear that this type of healing work saves lives. And we haven't even started to touch on the side of the conversation about physical healing because there's a whole thread on how psychedelics heal, help heal people physically as well with from chronic pain and this and that. There's just so much here that I'm just thrilled to see that that the leadership in, in our government is finally getting behind it. Yeah, we, there was Governor Rick Perry on the stage, Governor Jared Polis on the stage, and Senator Steve Fenberg all on the stage talking there together. And Rick I was Perry. impressed. Steve specifically <laughs> had a Rick Perry. That's yeah. the one I was uh, thinking of. Steve, for me, was a great speaker. I loved how he said, you know, in college, they called me Mushroom Steve. Now <laughs> they call me Mr. President, you know. <laughs> and that I thought that was such a powerful statement. He said, you know, he's in the end of his term as senator, and he, and he has a huge amount of respect in his office, and he's is loved and appreciated. And he is one of the people that's been an advocate for this change of policy in Colorado and helping to push that those bills forward to allow this to happen. So I was impressed with the leadership. And so 
let me say something here. I am not easily led, okay? I am not somebody who's like, yeah, I'm just going to follow the leader. I tend to cut my own path because I have been led astray and lied to by leaders, supposed leaders over and over and over again. And so I don't jump on bandwagons and just follow somebody and be like, they're awesome. Whatever they say, I'm going with it. Bullshit. I don't do that. I go and do the research myself and I figure out where, how, where my heart lies, where my con, my conscious feels about things. And I feel it in my body and my soul and I figure it out myself. And if there's a great example out there, a role model, a hero, a leader, somebody that I can take a cue from, I'm absolutely going to do that. But I'm not going to hook my wagon to their cart and make somebody just an idol, you know, like a false idol. But at this event, there were so many leaders, people that I would easily stand up, give a standing ovation and clap as loud as I could because they spoke from the bottom of their heart with clear statements about their beliefs and their direction and what they were doing. And it just empowered me. And I'm like, that is what leadership looks like. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Aaron Rodgers is one of the main people that oh, yeah. really inspires me. Not because he is so incredibly famous and accomplished, but because he has spent his life in one lane, you know? And so to see him, like us, being elite athletes in his sphere, right? He is one of the best football players in the world. We are some of the best skydivers in the world. And it was so wonderful to see a really elevated, truly powerful, honest example of a person using their platform to serve by standing up for what they believe in and saying, I am going to risk being seen for this belief, for this experience, for this sharing, because I want to serve. And I just, I resonate so much with him because of that, because I feel like basically he's me, which sounds so kind of weird. And I don't mean it in a weird way. I just mean it in a like, thank you, Aaron, for your sharing. Like, I really, really appreciate him being a leader like that, because I, I really and truly feel like that's what we're doing here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Holding the loving mirror, Melanie, I, I, there's no difference between the a relative scale you know, of a community within our community as skydivers, base jumpers, extreme sport athletes, we have the same qualifications as a lot of people that we saw Aaron, one of the examples there, Aaron was uh, MVP recently. And one of his stories there, he said, well, what are you going to do if I come out of the closet and say, I've been doing ayahuasca, I've already been MVP as a result yes. of the work that I've been doing on exactly. myself. So what are you going to do? fire me for for being the best that there is because I did the work to become the best that there is through using this like what are you gonna do right I love it I love it too it's so true and you know the notion you mentioned this earlier but I want to double tap on this as well coming out of the psychedelic coming out of the psychedelic closet is a thing right we did that three years ago after a year of conversation about should we or shouldn't we, should we talk about this publicly or not, that, 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 like going through all the things, it's a thing. 
And so I think you're right that the conference, the conference was sort of like a ceremony for a, a lot of us and a lot of people that, and I know we met people, we had some dinners with some people who were feeling that first initial liberation of like, oh my God, I'm in a place where I am allowed and not even just allowed, but encouraged to talk about this thing I care about deeply, right? And so I love that, that there's going to be more and more, you know, I, I bet you a million dollars, we see more and more evidence of this out in the public sphere where people are going to slowly be coming out of the psychedelic closet. Even people who are commenting on my posts that I put on LinkedIn, the quote, professional social media platform, I am sharing, right, things about psychedelics on that platform. And the people that comment on those things, I get a lot of personal messages from people who are like, oh my goodness, I was just about to do my first ceremony. I get you here so much stuff. So it's, again, slowly opening that door to make it make it possible and something that's accessible to the people who, who hear from us. Yeah. You know, one of the talks that I went to was given by John Mackey. Uh, he's the co-founder of Whole Foods, if you may have ever heard of Whole Foods. Uh, right. So John got on stage and he's a little small guy with curly hair and he's, he's pretty lean. And he said, yeah, this is my big coming out. This is me coming out of the psychedelic closet saying, you know, before, and then he started to tell his story, he told his story about being in college and being with his partner and doing LSD together and coming up with the idea to start a grocery store based on organic, whole, healthy, natural foods, and then continuing to use LSD on a regular basis for the entire time that he was building that empire with consistent regularity, putting it in his schedule as part of his lifestyle in order to continue fulfilling that part of creativity and touching base with source and continuing to, and he said the inspiration for the founding of that company came from an LS, shared LXD experience with his partner. And that's where Whole Foods comes from. And now that has continued to impact, you know, he's built this like $500 billion organization. He's continued to now switch that to a new company based on love. That mm -hmm. is forging a path forward for how huge mega corporations can look in our culture as far as truly serving and caring about the people in their sphere. And I am excited. Yeah. Let me tell you what, that one that he's working on, I can't wait to see where it goes. Love Co, I think is what he's called. Love Co. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, and that's the biggest thing. You know, it's so funny. I was just this is not from the conference, but this is sort of an offshoot. Uh, I'll share briefly. I spent the last week absolutely head down, super immersed, obsessively immersed in creating my latest speaker reel. And it is something that I've needed to create. Uh, and it's, of course, touching on world level results, right? World level results. And how does that connect to healing 
and love and like how there's no way people really, really reach a sustainable level of world level performance. And I'm talking sustainable with fulfillment attached without without having some kind of healing part of their journey. It's it's like really, in my view, absolutely essential. And so I really care about for people who are, you know, stuck in that type A, high achieving prison, that emotional prison that our soft centers are stuck inside, dying inside this really hard, hard shell. You know, that was my life for so long. Right. And it's like it's really cool to be around people who are are the type A power players, change makers, that people are going to do shit, who also have this this part of their journey be uh, have them understand how much the healing part of that journey is essential to actually elevating results. And so like, listen, I'm not trying to be like, you have to get results and you have to go do this and you have to be world level. But it's more like there's a lot of people out there that elevate quote, world level results in their mind. And I want people to understand that if you really want that, you you have to think about this. Absolutely. You know, there's something I want to pull back to that I think people need to continue to hear this. So, so a number of years ago, there was a research study done at John Hopkins University, and they're studying psilocybin. And the results of this study in a therapeutic setting using psilocybin as a treatment for depression showed that upwards of 90, up to 95% of participants said that that experience was one of the top five most impactful, if not the most impactful experience of their entire life. Yep. Now, their entire life, that's a huge statement, right? To say, hey, this thing I did here in this study has affected me so much that is in the top five things that ever happened to me, maybe even the most important thing that has ever happened to me. Listen to that. The most important thing that has ever happened to me. And that, for me, just makes my heart like, because I'm in that same boat. I would absolutely say that my experiences with psychedelics, psilocybin, ayahuasca, DMT have been the most impactful experiences in my entire life for helping me to reframe the experience that I was living in into something that I truly live in. I agree. I love Ah, it. I feel like those, oh, it's so, so reframing. I, I want, I wanted to say that because there's people out there listening to this and they're sitting there on the, on the fence and they're going, I'm curious to what Mel and Jay are talking about, but yeah, whatever. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Go do your research. Check out all these universities, all these organizations out there that are doing this work and putting forward hard data that says, and trust the data. Don't trust individual opinion. Everybody has a firsthand opinion. I can sit here and preach from my soapbox Mm -hmm. and I can be really convincing because I'm charismatic, but so what? Go look at the numbers and see what the total statistics say about things, right? And and that's where the real that's where the real power lies is going, wow, this really proves itself to be. Yeah, absolutely. 
No question about it. And that's the thing. Like I said this in my solo episode when I was talking about why I'm a public voice for this, these medicines, this healing work, is that I absolutely, without question, absolutely, undeniably, if I went, continued the direction I was going in, I would undeniably have ended up as someone with crippling depression and anxiety. No, no doubt about it in my mind at all. No, no, zero doubt. The reason I say that, and I can't predict the future, but the reason I say it is because if you are not getting to the root of things, then you have basically what, what happens is you have a lifetime of experiences that you think they're going to work and they don't. And so it's like, I thought this was going to make me happy. I thought this was going to make <laughs> me happy. Right? Right. I thought this was going to make me happy. I thought this. Hey. And so when even even I can be as positive as they fucking come. Right. And eventually, if I have enough experiences, because look at my life, I've done a lot. I've got a lot of cool experiences. Right. I thought this was going to make me happy. I thought this was going to make me happy. Right. And at some point. That's going to be too heavy to bear. Why can't I figure out, why can't I figure this out, right? And so for me, psychedelic medicines, deep healing work has been the major component in support of the other healing modalities I've participated in, but it is a critical, critical component. I think absolutely the most important one at this point in my life to help me get to where I couldn't get otherwise. Because I tried. I was trying. You know? I was open. I'm open. I was open. I was doing all the things, all the therapy, all the things, all the growth work, all the retreats, all the meditation, all the not drinking, all the this, all of that. All of it. Right? All the deep relationships. Let me jump being in for honest, a second. Like so many things. So, yeah, please jump in. You know why I want to why I want to jump in here is because we frame our life experience based on a point in history that has only just started to occur, right? We are only recently living in the communication era, the technological era, the industrial era for millennia before now. We would be encountering these substances naturally in the wild, right? That would be a normal thing to happen. We would be foraging and we would go, oh, that looks delicious. I'll put that in my basket with all the rest of my mushrooms and berries and nuts. And whether that's, you know, the man may be out, you know, traditionally or historically, the man's out hunting, the women are collecting all these things and they're going to bring that home and we're going to eat that. It's going to be good. And, and that would have been a normal thing. And it's only recently inside of say the especially inside of the last 50 years yeah that this compounds that the 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 hubris of man to say these plants or species are not allowed in our culture anymore right. that we we're removing nature from our culture the hubris is just appalling it's just i can't even believe that people will accept that a plant can be disallowed. Like, what the hell? 
nature is our true self. We are nature. You know, so we would have encountered these years ago and this wouldn't have been something, this may be why it feels so missing to mm. us. Like mm. there's something missing, right? We go through our lives going, yeah, I thought this was going to make me happy. I thought that this this partnership or this career or these children or this life or this vacation was going to make me happy. And, and we still left with a feeling like something's missing. And I wonder what that is. I wonder what's missing, right? Amazing. I want to kind of take us on a turn because I think part of what I want to do with this episode and reflecting on the conference is sharing about some of the people I did meet. You know, I can't not acknowledge meeting uh, Caesar with Cultivating Wisdom. He's such a lovely person, beautiful energy, and he's out there in the world just doing his thing in terms of, I want to be a part of this. Microdosing mushrooms, like, changed his life. You know what I mean? He has a story, too, and it's not even a... He doesn't have the same stories as us doing, like, deep healing ceremonies, tons of ayahuasca experience. He has like an experience really working with mushrooms, microdosing and having such having that have such a profound impact on his life that he like shifted his entire business and professional life to be in this space. But what's best about Caesar is that he is so clearly a radiant, bright, beautiful, loving energy. Like you just love the guy from the first moment <laughs> that you connect with him. So I want to make sure to shout him out because he deserves it. And the other people I want to shout out are the people at Psychedelics Today. So Psychedelics Today is another podcast that I listen to regularly. They've been in service to this space for a long time. A lot of really good, good information there. You can learn a lot listening to their show as well. Um, but Joe Moore, he is the the founder. He's a great, great dude. Really grateful for him and in my psychedelic path. I think he's just such a good person to know and I, I recommend his stuff. I went to the Psychedelics Today morning show while I was at the conference, which aka basically just a live recording of the podcast where you could sit in the audience and say hi to people before and after and stuff. It was cool. Um, one of the people on the stage was this woman called, uh, her name is Dr. Julie Holland, and she talked about, she's hilarious first and foremost, but she talked about musical couples therapy of all things. <laughs> she's like, my docket for psychedelic therapy with couples is full. Don't call me, but try this musical <laughs> therapy. It's totally random. Um, but the other, the last people I want to shout out from the Psychedelics Today morning show are uh, are uh, Bob Bob Wold of Clusterbusters and Court Wing from Re uh, from Remap. The reason I bring them up, I briefly mentioned this earlier, is that they have so much experience working with people who have chronic pain, physical pain, and seeing results of how psychedelics have helped people with physical pain. Obviously, I am so much more in the mental, emotional healing realm. That is my place in this conversation because that's where I have a lot of experience as a life coach. That's what I'm healing myself personally. I don't have physical pain. Knock on wood, that stays the true. But a lot of people do. 
And there's a ton of stories out there and a ton of evidence also supporting how psychedelics and this deeper healing work with, with these medicines can help heal that. So I just wanted to shout that, those people out because I want to make sure our audience knows that they exist. And if they want to check them out for further learning, they can. I want to speak to your point about physical pain there for a second, because I do and have lived, and I'm specifically using the past tense there because I used psilocybin ceremonies with regularity, structured regularity. I'd go on a kind of regular schedule every six months to a year. And one of the things that happened in my psychedelic ceremony with psilocybin was the relief of chronic pain that I'd been living with for a decade. Amazing. And I did not go there with the intention like to address the chronic pain. I had already been to surgeons. I had already had surgery. I'd already been to chiropractors. I'd already been to therapists. I've already done tons of work, done tons of money, been cut open, like really done a lot of everything that I could think of to relieve this, relieve the chronic pain and a psilocybin ceremony relieved it in an instant. And I remember sharing that with, I remember sharing that with my facilitator and saying, I can't believe this. I went inside and I found the spot where the pain was and I found the source and I let it go and it went away and it's still gone away. And I was in so much pain. And now the only time pain comes is when I've truly aggravated something, when I've done something to cause myself a little overstress or strain. And now I'm not just living in chronic pain. I'm re recognizing the appropriate amount of pain for an exertion level yes. for somebody my age. And I totally credit psilocybin mushrooms to that. And so I speak to that personally to attest to it. And I didn't know chronic pain relief was on the list of potential things that psilocybin was capable of until after and they went back and researched it and they're like look it's right there on the list it says chronic pain relief i am i want to so... jump in real quick and yeah. throw yeah yeah i got the i found my note from john mac mckee mckee okay uh, lovelife.com is his new business okay. that he's starting and it's a whole wellness center so it's a tie between food and health and fitness all in one place together like it should be. So I'm a huge fan of this idea and I will be taking part in participating in this movement to put physical mental health together with nutrition and exercise all in one place. I love it. I love, love life it. com. Well, and speaking of the part of the conference, of course, I mean, well, maybe I don't know if you guys think this is obvious or not, but I think it's obvious, of course, we came out of the conference with new guests for our show and really wanting to share our platform with people who have stories to tell, right? You guys have heard a lot from us. You have heard our stories and it's like, we are happy to keep telling them. We like talking clearly, <laughs> you know, but it's going to be great to hear and share some of these new people. One, a uh, couple of the people coming up very soon, Anna Simons. I'm excited about her. She was on the sort of pro athlete uh, panel that I went to as well. She's a professional Premier League uh, rugby player and uh, 
is the head of the is executive director of the Etheridge Foundation. So Melissa, Melissa Etheridge's foundation and how they're working to get psychedelic healing education to more people. So anyway, we'll hear a lot from her. But Beth Bell, she's another one coming up. I'm very excited about her stuff. Um, and I want to definitely have the guys on with, uh, you know, the physical pain, Bob Wald and Court Wing. I really want to have them on. And Jay, I definitely want to make it that you're around, that we're doing sort of a group conversation for that one, because I think it's going to be a great thing to share more about the physical side of the house in, in more detail with more stories. Um, but I'm excited, you know, and I also saw people that I had seen at Trailblazers and I reconnected my friend Caitlin. I saw her. I saw other people that I had I had met already and it's just wonderful to continue to nurture those relationships and and see each other grow as we all grow as a collective yeah i was really happy to run into so many friends from so many different lines of work a number of doctors and nurses a number of people that I've met in ceremony, a, a lot of community from the fit for service community. So shout out to my fit for service peeps out there and a great showing and everybody stayed really tight and really connected and expanded the group and brought others in. So that was great as well. Uh, and, you know, other skydivers, other base jumpers, people that I've seen, um, I ran into one of my friends from the, no he's now part of the No Fallen Heroes, yeah, which is a movement to, to again, bring healing to uh, veterans and uh, his name is Ray, and we went to the Arctic together back in 2010 and did some base jumping up there in Baffin Island. So it was great to just cross all these bridges and see how community is really just synergizing. Uh, I want to touch on a couple names that were big for me. You know, it's awesome to, to meet people that have had a lot of impact in our life. And I was walking through the main corridors and I looked ahead and I'm like, pretty sure that's Paul Stamets right in front of me right there. I can recognize him. I, I've been following Paul's work for over 20 years. I've got his entire library of books on my shelf and I've been purchasing his products and studying all of his videos, listening to his TED Talks. I'm well-versed. I can even have considered going to Oregon just to go and be part of what he's doing because I'm such a huge fan of the movement and the, and the work. And I saw him in front of me and I stepped a little quicker. Yeah, I'll be honest. I stepped a little quicker so that I could end up alongside him. And I didn't interrupt. He was in conversation with one of his coworkers. And then there was a moment of pause as we were getting off the escalator. And I just said, hi, Paul, my name's Jason. I really wanted to say thank you for everything that you've done. I've been such a huge fan of your work for so long. And he says, thank you. And he received very authentically and then he said, see you in hyperspace. And I said, all right, man, I'll see you around and kept on walking. And I got about, you know, 10 seconds up ahead and I heard, hey, Jason. And he and, he, and I turned around and, and he waved me back and he said, come on back over here. And I wandered back over and he goes, you know, pretty much everybody who stops to say hi to me wants to take a selfie. And you didn't ask me for one. And that tells me a lot about you. And so I'm requesting a selfie with you. Will oh. you take a selfie with me? Oh. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd love to have a selfie with you, Paul. <laughs> and I put my arm neck around him, you know, and we took a picture together. And, and I'd say, hey, man, like, I'll, I'll try to find you at Burning Man. I look forward to seeing you around. And it was an authentic handshake and like a real recognition of soul to soul, you know, like it's yeah. about appreciation for each other and yeah. not about me wanting to get my moment and take my thing away from somebody. Yep. I want to give back to somebody and say thank you for everything you've already given to me 
Yeah. Right. You've already given so much to me, you know, and it was a real great moment. And another one of those that was, an, 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 I mean, that one really stuck with me. And I, I like, yeah, I'm sure that when we cross paths again, I'll be like, hey, Paul. And he'll say, hey, Jason, how you doing? Yeah. You know? I love and it. There's another one where I know that I'm going to run into the same person again. And that's Marion Goodall. And she's the CEO of Burning Man. Sure. If you've never heard of Burning Man, you're living under a rock. <laughs> right? Burning Man is a massive movement towards opening our minds towards different ways of doing and different ways of being and different ways of, of society and living. And Marion Goodall recently took over the CEO position and she had a great talk. I was really impressed with what she had to say on the on the big stage in her keynote. And I saw her in the convention hall and I went up to, to talk to her and compliment her on this beautiful dress that she was wearing. Oh my gosh, she looks so gorgeous in it. And she, you know, we really just took a moment to connect and talk and and really share and get to know one another. It's so what's this thing, you know? I'm not a fan of like celebrity worship. I think yeah. that's a really um, toxic trait is I to agree. worship celebrities. Put people but it was on a really pedestal. To connect with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. I, I thought it was awesome to connect eye to eye on level with people that I respect the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Right. The work that they do makes a difference in the world and it has an impact and it has a value that is received by millions of people are receiving the value from the work. And that is the same value that I want to be creating is myself. And so I'm making the effort to go and connect with these people and say, you're the kind of person that I respect. And this is what I have the work that I want to do in my life. So super awesome to connect with Marion. And she came by the Great Spirit Farm booth with her um, with her team and they all tried some of the ayahuasca tincture and it was super yes. awesome to connect there. Oh, I love it. I, I agree. I completely agree. You know, it's funny. Um, I didn't actually end up having moments with quote unquote famous people during the conference, but I wasn't trying to have those moments because I was in my surrendered approach. If that had happened and that was the right experience for me to have other than sitting in an auditorium and watching them, I would have I would have made an effort to have those experiences, but I was more similar to you is sort of like, I don't really like to force that kind of thing. You know, I want to be appreciative and, and meet them if it's, if it's the right time and place and all of that. But I love that you, you made some effort because again, you've been in this work far longer than me, right? Your life is very much buttressed by this stuff in a huge way. And so I love that for you. It's funny. The thing that I did, I, yeah, I met who I did me. I met Wendy Tucker. She is she works with the Shulgin Foundation, and I enjoyed meeting her. She's also connected to the Synergi- Synergistic Press. I think that's what it's called. Gosh, it's terrible. It, they were lovely in the sense yes, correct. that, yeah, the Synergistic Press, super cool. Why I bring them up is because obviously I'm a writer. I've mentioned it before. I'm working on my next book and I'm going to totally plug it right now because this is part of why we're here. If you want to follow my writing, go to melaniecurtis.com slash healing. And I'm sharing more about psychedelic healing. And as I write my next book, which is connected to my healing journey with these medicines. So why I bring that up is that 
I I met Wendy and the people at the at the book store basically because I was checking it out. I was there with uh, my friend Jody, who I know through a different consulting community that I'm a member of. We just happen to have the overlap in the psychedelic space, which is super cool to have those types of things come about. Um, but as I was hanging around in the bookstore, it was like they I learned that you could they were willing to put your books up. So I had books back at the booth. Shannon learned I I basically brought some of my books up there and they all sold. They all sold. You know, I, and I just Amazing. got yeah, like got to know them and I got to share about my next writing project, which will take some time. It'll probably be a year in the making, but it's cool to feel connected around people who are supporting the version of creating that I'm doing and having them go, yeah, you know, reach out, let us know. Like, we'd love to support you and this and that. And just like talk about possibilities. Like, will they publish my book or not? I I don't know. But like, it was really cool for them to be supportive during this time for us to build a relationship and for me to feel excited that much more about what I'm putting into the world and why. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so proud of you, Melanie, just getting out there and being part of the community and sharing your story and engaging these. Um, you know what's really neat there? The circles are so overlapping all the time. I and I, yes, I'm referencing the flower of life. Yes, I'm a huge sacred geometry fan. The Sasha, or sorry, uh, Alexander Shulgin is a renowned chemist and scientist, commonly, uh, affectionately referred to as Sasha Shulgin. And he passed away a while ago and here's how the circles overlap my first year at burning man back in 2007 we were in the same camp together and i just happened to i recognized him right away and i we were both stepping up onto a scissor lift together to just get this nice overview of where we were and just happened to be standing next to him and his and his wonderful wife and I was like, wow, the universe is just crazy. How in the world does this kid from Canada who fell into a weird skydiving career end up standing next to the chemist who synthesized MDMA and all these other amazing molecules that have just absolutely changed our culture and society? And I was like, hi, Sasha, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you, you know? And and, I'm, and he's like, hey, nice to meet you too, you know? And I'm like, you, thank you. Thank you for changing my life. Yeah. Changing my life. Thank you. Yeah. You know? So the circles are just amazing. Let's let's circle it up. Let's bring it back yes. around and, and yes. let's close this circle. And a lot of gratitude. I love you guys. I hug you yeah. all. I feel so, so grateful for everybody who came out to the conference. And thanks for MAPS for putting it all together and for every single person and, and company and organization who participated. There's so many more. We're going to have so many people coming up on the show as a result very excited thank you yes thank you thank you thank you maps but rick everybody that we met everyone that took the time to talk to me to connect with me that sat next to me that was on stage that helped me learn something you know the zendo peer support whole day con uh, education session was absolutely incredible i feel so much more equipped to be engaged with these medicines and in spaces with people work doing this work it's just phenomenal and i am excited to see where things go from here as we all continue to ride this wave up 
and forward because that really, really is what it feels like, the shifting consciousness of the of humanity. It feels like we're a part of that. And I'm thrilled to be a part of that. I'm thrilled you guys are here listening to this. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It does make a difference. The more that even just one idea can grow into something that we don't know where it can where it could take us. So it means something to us that you listen and learn through our sharing. So we love you guys so much. Of course, hit us up, trustthejourney.today. If you have questions, if you want to connect more directly, we're there. Uh, Jay, anything else to add other than how much we love everyone? Yeah. If, if that's the, yeah. Obviously, there's so much gratitude and I guess so many connections there. If we ran into each other at the podcast, yeah. at the convention, and we shared, and you're like, hey, yeah, I'm listening to that episode now, and I remember meeting you. So yes. I'll reach out and let's reconnect. I've got a long list of people that I'm going to be connecting to in the next coming weeks. Yes. And so closing the episode with a note of thank you for all the connection and all the communication and all, all the work. And if you would like to support the podcast, please push the subscribe button. It is really amazingly valuable to us. The silliest thing of just push subscribe. Thank you. If you do that on YouTube, on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, leave us a five-star re review on Apple Podcasts if you think we're amazing. <laughs> and... If you would like to share the podcast with somebody directly, send them an episode. You're like, I think this episode's good for my loved one, my friend, my family member. Send it to them. And if you want to make a financial contribution, we would absolutely love to receive that. You can send it to trustthejourney.today, PayPal, uh, trustthejourney.today, Gmail at PayPal. That's super easy. Or donate on Patreon and become a member of Trust the Journey family. We'd love to have you in our community. There's so many fun people in there and that we want you to be part of. Yeah, definitely. Trustthejourney.today slash donation is an easy part of our website to, to make a one-time donation because I know the recurring Patreon thing and joining a community isn't for everyone. So it's all there, but we so appreciate you. Even the sharing with loved ones makes a huge difference. So family, thank you for being with us. Stay tuned. All the good guests coming, coming up, but Jay and I will continue to wax poetically for this time. <laughs> keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Thanks, everyone.